Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring. Canada has always seemed a bit like the canary in the coal mine for the United States and for freedoms here. And it does seem like political correctness occasionally runs amok in Canada. Here for the latest example, my good friend and regular guest on Freedom's Ring, you might say one of my Canadian correspondents. Barry Bussey serves as uh, Director of Legal Affairs for the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friend. It's great to be here. So political correctness runs amok as it applies to summer jobs? Yeah. Tell us what the latest wrinkle is, my friend. Okay, well, the Canadian government, and they've had this program for quite a long time, it, um, it's known as the Canada Summer Jobs Program, and it's uh, a federal initiative where small businesses, nonprofits, and charities are able to hire summer students. Now, it's designed to give young people, you know, quality work experience to enhance their, their early careers and so on. And this year, the government has required the organizations who are applying for this government money to declare, in essence, their agreement with the government's view on human rights. And in particular, what has gotten a lot of people fired up is the issue of abortion. And so basically what they do is when they're filling out the form, there's an attestation clause and they have to check the box. There's four points, you know, three of them are innocuous. I mean, it's just like you've read the program, you agree with the, the program, you uh, make sure that you have authority to authorize, you know, this program on behalf of your organization, you know, those kinds of things. And then, sure. and then the third point is the problem point where the government says that the employer must attest that both the job that the student will do and the organization's core mandate respect individual human rights in Canada, including the values underlying the Canadian Charter and other rights. And then it goes and it lists a bunch of things, you know, sex, religion, you know, there's going to be no discrimination on sex, religion, and so on. But then in its applicant guide, it then describes what those rights are, or at least some of them. And the one in particular that has gotten everyone fired up is the fact that they claim that there's a right to equal access to abortion. Now, when you step back and you look at it in context, there is no charter right. There is no constitutional right in our Constitution that gives anybody a right to abortion. Back in 1988, the Supreme Court of Canada had its uh, Morgenthaler decision. It's kind of like the Roe versus Wade uh, kind of decision, but it actually did not say that the Constitution gives a woman an absolute right to abortion. But what it said was that the particular criminalization of abortion was unconstitutional, but it said that the state did have an interest in the unborn child. Well, they didn't use that term, but they used, you know, the fetus and so forth. Sure. And so the court actually 
punted back the abortion debate to the legislature, to parliament, and just said, okay, look, you guys come up with a better law than what you have now. And so I wish we had done that in the United States, you know, and, and left the abortion issue to the legislatures to, you know, to kind of work through it. But instead, we have this kind of uh, fiat from above. Right. Well, you know, and there's nothing to say that if this were brought up before the court again, that the court wouldn't, in fact, do exactly what the U.S. did. But they haven't as of yet. And so then when the government is making people to sign a document that says they're going to support, you know, the right to the access of abortion, and this is just wrong. I mean, it's uh, it's wrong. It's wrong in law. And it's also wrong in the sense that government money is now going to be uh, subject to whether or not you have the right opinion on these matters. Now, just to step back a little bit, the reason why the government did this was a number of years ago, the government was giving money. And so some advocacy groups in the pro-life movement received a number of these grants and so they were hiring students, and the students were going to university campuses, and they were going into various public areas, and they were holding up huge, massive signs uh, against abortion. And they had some of them were very graphic pictures, you know, of aborted fetuses and so forth. And uh, the government was then challenged by some media saying, like, here it is, this current government is a classifies themselves as a feminist government. It, you know, has uh, Trudeau's cabinet is 50 percent have um, uh, positions in his cabinet, which is fascinating because only 25 percent uh, of the leg of his party that were elected had women. So 25 percent women, but nevertheless, 50 percent of the cabinet positions are held by women. And so he's got this big desire and thrust, as it were, for government policy, be supportive of feminist policies. In fact, when the Trump administration took back some hundreds of millions of dollars for women's reproductive rights and so forth, i.e. abortion overseas, the Trudeau government moved in. And I don't know if they covered all of what Trump took out, but added $650 million Canadian into that program. So this is, was seen as a kind of an embarrassment, as it were, for the Trudeau government to be giving these summer grants to some of these organizations that then were pro-life. But so then they put together. So, so is it, it's pretty clear, Barry, that the purpose was to deprive pro-life organizations of participating in the program? No question about it. And I think what happened was the government, that was their target, but they ended up spreading the net so wide that they took in everyone. And um, and I think, you know, if the government, for example, said, well, you know, we're not going to give any money to any political advocacy organization or something like that, then, you know, you could work it out as long as, you know, you're going to do it on both sides. Right. So in other words, you know, you're, you're not going to give money to the pro-life, but you're not going to give money to the pro-abortion either. So in, in American constitutional law, we talk about viewpoint neutrality, that the government can't be, you know, picking messages or messengers, that they have to be neutral as far as viewpoint. Mm. And I think that's kind of the, the idea that you're talking about. You, well, know, you can exclude all political action groups, but you can't pick and choose winners and losers. 
Exactly. There, there, there shouldn't be like, I mean, as citizens, we're all uh, entitled to whatever government gives us, whether it's, uh, you know, licensing, uh, whether it's funding, whether it's status and so forth. Uh, but and because I have a different opinion than the government shouldn't mean then that the government has the right to discriminate against me. And so what's happened is that we have been involved in, you know, obviously letting people know about this issue. But there's hundreds of Christian charities now and other religious charities across the country that are refusing to sign on to the government's attestation on the application form. And we are getting notification now that the government is, in fact, denying those applications. They won't even receive the application saying that they're ineligible because they're incomplete. So then what we tried to do was we said, okay, let's go ahead and sign the application form, check the box, but we'll cross out the offending part and we will write in or attach a letter asking for accommodation. The government says, no, we're not going to accept that either. So now the ante has been raised and I can tell you that there will be already, there has been one lawsuit filed, but I expect there will be more on this in the coming days, perhaps in the coming weeks. We will be uh, making some announcements with respect to what the, you know, the Christian community is going to do on this. Because, you see, what is so offensive with this, Alan, is that not only are religious people upset about this, but we're, we're getting tons of support from the mainstream press who are saying, look, we don't agree with these religious groups on their position on abortion, but we do not want to have a government that is making government programming subject to having the right opinion. This is just totalitarian. And all of the reporters that I have talked to, and I've talked to many, and I've been interviewed on TV stations, um, they are all, they understand it. They understand that, okay, it's the religious community right now that's upset, but it could be somebody with a different political opinion down the road who government says, I'm sorry, but we don't accept your view that will be affected tomorrow. And so this has become now quite a problem for the uh, Trudeau government to be able to stick handle its way through. So far, it hasn't won the, certainly amongst the press, obviously it has a constituency that, um, you know, they're supporting or that's supporting the government on this, but we're going to have to see eventually what the courts will, will say on it. So, you know, I have a couple of observations as I'm hearing the story, Barry. Of course, the pendulum does swing. You know, to me, the reason why religious conservatives in the United States held their nose and voted for Donald Trump was in large part a reaction to, you know, the, the left wing trends under the prior administration the fear that uh, a Democratic administration under Clinton would continue and exaggerate those left-wing tendencies and, you know, a desire to, uh, to, to bring things back in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and so it, if Trump was the nominee, then that's how they had to go. Um, the government that today wants to, you know, impose a left-wing ideology well, tomorrow it can flip, and it can be a conservative government imposing a right-wing ideology. And we've been criticizing the uh, you know, consolidation of what we call the imperial presidency here in the United States. Well, uh, we criticized it under President Bush, 
Did President Obama uh, roll back any of those prerogatives? No, he expanded upon them. You know, every government is going to use and abuse potentially the power that is at their disposal. So uh, this is should be a, a warning to all of us, I think. Oh, no question about it. And I tell you, that is one of the points that I've been trying to emphasize over and over is, look, okay, so your your guy right now is in and you're having a good time because he's uh, socking it to the people that you don't like. Well, that can easily change. The tables can turn and then what happens? It kind of reminds me of uh, the the point in, in the play A Man for All Seasons by Robert Bolt where uh, Sir Thomas More is talking to his son-in-law, Roper, and Roper is upset because Thomas More said that he would give the devil the benefit of the doubt. And uh, More says, and what would you do, Roper? Well, I'd knock down every law in England in order to get after the devil. And he says, oh, and when all the laws of England have been destroyed and the devil then turns on you and there is nothing there to protect you, what will you do then? And I think that's the point. You know, the, the reality is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And we've got to recognize that in a liberal democracy, we may have all kinds of people that we disagree with through um, political, religious, you name it. But we- Gary, I gotta to... cut you off, we're out of time. Okay. We're looking at too much PC run amok in Canada. Hope you heard okay. the whole story. Our guest, Barry Bussey. And as we close, we encourage our listeners here on Freedom Ring, be informed, get involved. You can check us out on Facebook, check out our Facebook page, my personal page, Alan Reinach. We're launching a Matters of Conscience, Facebook and social media effort. Check out our legal resources page at www.churchstate.org. And Freedom's Ring is available on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.